This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Hey, listen to Wrestling Up on Free FM, RFM, and MPR. As always, I'm Grady, and live on Skype, we got Josh. Hey. Uh, Raw Smackdown NXT, that is where we are looking this week. Uh, just throwing topics out from any of the shows. The one I'm going to touch on first is, uh, is Bobby Lashley. Uh, we were talking about this fatal four-way match uh, possibility, and... We we end up getting it now with uh, Bobby Lashley, I guess, earning his way into that fatal four-way. Yeah, uh, pretty much more or less. Um, it, it it does the job. It gets another body in there that can take the loss so that they don't want to pull the title off of Big E. Uh, there's somebody there that makes sense because he was the one that he beat. And, uh, and they can further the storylines with Kevin Owens and... Uh, and Seth Rollins, if they want, with mm. Big E. It also gives an option for, if they don't want Big E to lose directly, for somebody to be pinned to put the title on a newly signed wrestler. Yeah. It, there's a few possibilities in that match. Like, it is four very big names, uh, three big meaty men slapping meat, and Seth Rollins off to the side cackling. Um, and honestly, like... If you told me coming out of this that any of the four outcomes happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you know, Bobby Lashley's already held the title quite a bit recently. Big E, obviously the champion going in. Seth Rollins as champion is always a possibility. And as you mentioned, uh, recently re-signed Kevin Owens, also a possibility for who's going to walk out with that championship gold around their waist. Uh, it is what it is, but um, I think that match is going to be much more interesting going forward with the inclusion of Lashley. Because mm-hmm. it, it does create so many different options that they can go with for the for the finish. Um, yeah, it's just a whole extra like card you can play with, right? Like, so much more you can do. Um, triple Threats, Fatal 4-Ways are always pretty clustery. You don't necessarily always know what's happening. Things are happening over here. Things are happening over there. Um but Fatal 4-Way is just an extra way to throw a body in. I don't think we're going any more than this. I don't think we're going Fatal 5-Way or Championship Scramble or anything like that. I think this is probably the the max that is heading into this match uh, for WWE Day 1. Yeah, this is what I've expected. Um, and it is the um, the dark match like feud for the next couple months. Mm. So it's not that big of a surprise, including that dark match that seems to reveal that Kevin Owens resigned. Yeah, I, I gave you a bit of a chance there when I was mentioning, you know, a re-signed Kevin Owens for you to gloat and, and do your <laughs> thing uh, before we move on, if you'd like to. 
Uh, no, I, I can't even take credit for it because I I saw an article somewhere about it, so I can't even take credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything from any of the three shows that you'd like to touch on before we go to my next topic? Opening up the floor. We don't do this style often. A lot of the times we've got shows to preview or review. Let's see here. I would um, I would say probably uh. How about the fact that the Raw Tag Team Champions go to SmackDown and lose? <laughs> and it's that, not even against the it's not even the SmackDown Tag Team Champions that beat them. It's a it's a the third tag team that's been feuding with the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Um obviously RK Bro jumping over to the blue brand for a bit of a bit of a showcase and yeah taking on both the Usos uh, and the New Day in a triple threat tag team match, and yeah, King King Woods and uh, Kofi Kingston coming out on top. Um, continued push for uh, King Woods. Um, it's definitely we're heading towards a you know it's going to be a good New Day versus the, the Usos match at day one. Um, that's that's inevitable. The question is, is then, are the New Day the team that can conquer Jimmy and Jay? Mm-hmm. Who have been absolutely dominant in the tag team division from the SmackDown for the better part of all year. I think they won the titles in like August or April or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one because, as you say, obviously the Usos losing would be the, I guess, start of the bloodline losing championships uh possibly and maybe not something they want to push into but you know we can see the usos new day like 50 million times and they're always going to pull out something new they're always going to put on a great entertaining match and and something that people want to see um i struggle to think of something these guys have done where it's been you know not a fantastic time yeah yeah and the, the new day is the one team that can beat the usos and it makes sense mm-hmm uh, because the New Day and the Usos have been like 1A, 1B for the last six in the tag team division. If it wasn't the Usos on top, it was the New Day. If it wasn't the New Day, it was the Usos. Uh, and they have that ongoing rivalry, respect, even the respect back to the gauntlet tag team match that got Kofi his title match. Mm. When they were for, when the Usos forfeited um, for the New Day. So it's... Uh, so yeah, these these two teams know each other very well. They put on great matches. It make it would make sense if they decided they want to strap the New Day again. If they don't, that also makes sense. <laughs> so just strap in and get ready for a good ride. Yeah, it truly feels every time we see these these New Day versus Usos matches that it it is them fighting over you know who is the best tag team of the the modern the super modern era. Um, as you say, they have been 1A and 1B. They are the top of the tag team divisions, no matter what brands they're on, uh, no matter what configuration of the New Day you see uh, going up against people. These these two teams have proven that they are the two best tag teams in the WWE, hands down. As entertaining as RK Bro is and uh, as fun as some of these other tag teams, um, these were... The difference is, is the longevity. Yeah. These two have been around forever. Yeah. The fact that it's been... uh, The Usos have been in WWE for like 12 years now. Mm. Because I think they debuted in like 2010. 
Let me uh, type as slowly as the, possible. Yeah, and then the the um, and then the new day formed around 2013. So I think it's been about six or seven years for them now. Yeah, yeah. The Usos made their main roster debut in May 2010, and then yeah, July 2014 for the original sort of uh, pairing up that they did uh, for the new day. So. So yeah, it's been seven years on one side, 12 years on the other. That's why they're considered the greatest tag teams of of this era, is because they didn't break up. Mm. They didn't backstab each other. Um, so it's, and they, so, and they've had, uh, I think the New Day's had 11 win- total reigns, and the Osos have had seven or eight. So it's, um, and it's basically been them trading titles. <laughs> Yeah, seven reigns for the Usos, five SmackDown, and and two just WWE tag team. Never, never the Raw tag team championship. Interestingly enough, um, and oh, this list is a nightmare for the New Day. Um, four Raw, seven SmackDown. So eleven. So eleven. <laughs> it lists all the combinations separately. I have to try and math it all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- these, these are your best tag teams around in the WWE. Um, and so yeah, it's going to be a hell of a time seeing the two of them, uh, have fun out there. Uh, we got a little bit of time, but, uh, we've played the song really late in the last few episodes. So I'm going to play the song a little bit earlier this time. Um, but there's a bit of an intro, I guess, to the song. Um, spoilers, the song we will be playing is, is Jonathan Gresham's theme. Um, and that is because effectively, no matter how you want to phrase it, Ring of Honor is, uh, no more in the form that it is going, that it has been in. Um, you know, the, the company with a solid roster and, and with everything that they're doing has, is going to take a hiatus. Uh, most of their superstars are going to sign other places, whether that be AEW, whether that just be Roman, the independent scene, and they're going to turn into more of a, I guess King of the Indies position where they're fairly notable, but they don't have contracted wrestlers necessarily. Um, they had their, their final show and, and Jonathan Gresham, uh, held the title high at the end of it all. Um, I don't know how much you, you know about the show, Josh. I didn't watch, uh, Final Battle, but I, I picked it just because Ring of Honor has had such a huge impact mm. in the last 20 years in professional wrestling. Um, unless they were came from NXT, almost every top star in either AEW or WWE <laughs> um, came at some point in their career at worked in Ring of Honor. Just about. Unless your name is Sting. Sting, Sting is an exception to all rules. <laughs> um, but but yeah, pretty much almost anybody who worked in either AEW or WWE that's made it to the top echelon spent time in Ring of Honor. Now Roman Reigns is an ex- obvious exception because he came, he basically came came out of FCW, which became NXT. Um, but for the most part, you had AJ Styles, you had Brian um, Danielson, CM Punk, the li- Samoa Joe. The list just goes on and on and on. Yeah, I've pulled up like an alphabetical list and like I'm in B 
and this section is already, you know, chock-a-block, just, like, adding on top in the early letters here, right? Adam Cole, uh, eventually Ember Moon, uh, down the line, Bobby Fish, um, Brody King, doing quite well at the moment. It's, it's a massive list of people. Uh, whether they, they made their name here or whether they came through here afterwards, it's, it is a, it was a breeding ground of talent. It felt like every time somebody was signed to NXT, whether it be, you know, your, your Kevin Owens, your Sami Zayn's, um, even to a point, your Daniel Bryan's, your, your Cesaro's, it was always like top Ring of Honor star signed by WWE. That was always the headline. Yeah. So that, that is a sad thing. It's just that, that is, that is one of the top companies in the U.S. that is not going to be there as an option anymore. And that's why I wanted to, to play their last official champion, hmm. Steam, this week. To say hmm. thank you for the memories. <laughs> that's a good intro then as we, uh, go into playing that theme for you right about now. on free fm rfm and mpr uh where were we on raw smackdown and nxt uh we had a few things i guess but uh one thing that i'd like to talk about on smackdown uh zaya lee coming in getting uh immediately a push into what is the second largest woman's feud or the largest one not for a title right now uh, as she sort of inserts herself in this Naomi versus Sonya Deville uh, storyline. Yeah, one could argue that this is actually that this feud between Deville and Naomi has has actually been bigger than either title at this yeah. point. There's not um, a lot of story behind the uh, the title feuds at the moment, so yeah, um, yeah. It was an interesting decision. It fits with the character that they're trying to portray right now. They protect her. Um, I, I'm interested in seeing what they get, where they go with it, and I totally want to see Zia Lee versus Shayna Baszler because mm. I think that'll be an insane match. Um, but yeah, it was probably time to even the odds for for uh, Naomi. I still, I still believe Deville is winning the Rumble. <laughs> um, but it is, but this is just a, such an interesting like 
element to the story now. Yeah, because you say even the odds, right? Like, it's still arguably, you know, like, Sonya Deville can wrestle, so I'm going to still call it, like, a 3v2 feud here, right, with Naomi and Zia Lee on one side going up against Sonya Deville, Shayna Baszler, and for some reason Natalia. Um, it still yeah. needs a little bit more. Yeah, I'd say even the odds, because, yeah, Deville doesn't wrestle, is, still, is a trained wrestler. But she hasn't wrestled since SummerSlam of 2020. Yeah. She was uh, meant to um, wrestle this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's the, she, her, her character really isn't a wrestler at this point. It's, uh, isn't official. But uh, I want, I am still excited to see more of this. Um, but yeah, Isaiah Lee's just, she is somebody who can neutralize Shayna Baszler. And that's the biggest reason I said even the odds. Mm-hmm. is because Baszler is just such a force of nature that you have to, that as long as she was unchecked, this feud was one lopsided as, as can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zia Lee che- somewhat does check this version of Shayna Baszler. Now, if this was Shayna Baszler from NXT <laughs> three years ago, that, that Zia Lee still not doesn't check her. But this is a much weaker Shayna Baszler than we saw in NXT. Yeah, but we'll have to see moving forward because Zia Lee's also had a bit of a power upgrade since NXT. Um, seems to be able to come out here and, and kick a lot of heads in. So uh, excited to see what her future holds. You know, I was a little spooked when she came up from uh, NXT onto the main roster, but uh, seems to be getting prominence, as we say, and arguably the, the most story-driven feud for the woman right now. Um, yeah. Only second, yeah. I'd put maybe Liv Morgan uh, and her build, but other than that, yeah. pretty strong. Yeah, and I would also say that there's still a possibility that uh, they that they may may go a different route with their her characters as being a mercenary, mm-hmm. and eventually she gets paid off by uh, by Sonya Deville. Yeah. Uh, so it's not set in stone what her character is going to be. But the, all the pro, promos and stuff had a lot to do with being a protector. So we'll have to see, but it's a good start to get at the begin at the beginning here so far. Hmm. Um, and I guess if we're talking about one of the officials uh, for WWE at the moment with Sonya Deville, we've got to talk about the other official, Adam Pearce. He is not having a good time. He's got Brock Lesnar in his office, holding him up by his collar, threatening to hang his head on his wall. And we got Drew McIntyre stabbing swords through his desk. Adam Pearce has a rough job, man. Yeah. Well, at least at this point, he hasn't bur- burst any more pants. So that's <laughs> a good thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I would be scared to death of, uh, of, uh, Brock. That's the obvious thing. <laughs> Just like, Brock's presence. Brock, yeah, you see Brock, you... Can you bend over and kiss your butt goodbye because you're going to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd also be very afraid of a Scottish war man that stab that has a large sword because odds are your head's going to roll because he might have a flashback to thinking that you're an English king. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's yeah, history I, jokes I like up on this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like I like that they put. Adam Pierce is like, he is an authority character, but he's basically 
an authority character that is that can't be a full authority character because he gets run over by all the stars all the time. Mm. Um, so and so yeah, I want to and basically the stores the sword stabbing led to us to yet another amazing match between our boy Seamus and our boy Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I never complain when we get Seamus and Drew. I still think they should have fought for the WWE Championship when Drew was champion. Mm. I, I, I think it would have worked well. I think th- those two, you know, like you watch the documentaries and everything, they go so far back. They have amazing chemistry. Um, I, I think Drew probably has come out on top in most of their clashes, but like Seamus is a f- former WWE champion. He's no slouch. Yeah, just imagine that video package if it had been done at, Re- at WrestleMania. Mm. Because they could have pulled all that footage from those documentaries. Yeah. They could have uh, shown where when Sheamus broke in and became WWE champion. And they could show where uh, Drew McIntyre was considered the chosen one. And the, stu- and the stuff that he went through. And the fallout. Him getting fired. Coming back. Eventually becoming WWE champion. It could have been just a, such an insane promo video. So that is a kind of sad thing that they didn't go with that match, but I understood why they didn't. And it was fine. Yeah, and it's not to say that we won't ever get it either. Like, there is a chance um, down the line that we still get it. I think these guys both have years on them, you know. Um, they're not going to be disappearing anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking back here. It looks like it's about 2005. Um, Seamus O'Shaughnessy, Drew Galloway, uh, tearing the house down in Britain all the way up till now. So that's, that's a long time. That's 16 years, uh, these two have had of chemistry. You can see why whatever match they put on is going to be a banger. Uh, we've given a lot of attention to, to Raw, even, sorry, to SmackDown, even a little bit to Raw. Uh, you want to gloat a little bit that your boy Cameron Grimes beat my boy once again? Yeah, um, okay, I don't know what to say for you then. Because <laughs> I thought this was the match that he would get his win back and that would be where he would take off. But but Cameron's got a Cameron. He's got a troll. Uh, yeah, I, I can't tell if this is still uh, going. Like, it feels like this isn't it. There's going to be yet another match, but... Cameron Grimes wins two of two. What's what's really the point here for Duke? Uh, does he just, I guess, suck up his loss and go home empty-handed? It's going to be hard to tell. Um, while I'm skipping through here, one specific thing I want to mention about NXT 2.0 uh, is just somebody I've got my eye on, Ivy Nile, um, who is the the female that is in Diamond Mind. Um, I I really like. Her look, I really like her in-ring style. Um, I've seen like still photos of a couple past episodes uh, that have been framed up like Taekwondo maneuvers and stuff like that. Um, I, I just really like everything she's doing and with Bivens as a, a mouthpiece for her, I, I, I see her as someone who can do great things down the line. Um, so I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on Ivy Nile just as a, a side piece to mention. That's fine. Uh, I, I have my eye on obviously the Jade Cora because she's obviously getting the biggest shine right now in the women's division. Another person I have my eye on, Grayson Waller. 
Yeah, he's getting a lot of focus. He was like yeah. the entire point of the episode this week. Yeah, um, and he is playing his role perfectly. He is the heel people want to hate. And that is hard to do in this day of age. So um, I want to see where he goes mm-hmm. from here. Uh, but he's definitely a uh, a bigger star going forward. And he is definitely a heel. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> he is the He's the heel in 2.0. Yeah. And could even be the guy that ends up taking the title from Champa, so that we have somebody for Ron the chase as a face. Mm. We'll have to see. Obviously, he got like a lot of focus uh, in War Games. And then, yeah, he comes along. He sort of he attacks Johnny Gargano last week, which, again, is quite a high position on the card, you know, attacking some dude on his final day. Um, and then... Yeah, the whole episode this week was framed around him, whether it's him cutting a promo at the start, whether it's him being booted out, whether it's him attacking somebody in the parking lot. He had like three or four segments throughout the episode um, of just him showing up and doing stuff. And that really is, I guess, the the showing off of this is our guy, at least for this episode. This is who it was built around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely built around him as far as as uh, the non-storyline related stuff. Mm. Um, but besides that, I want to point, point out the freaking storyline with the shaman. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple more minutes to, to quickly throw in some MSK and Riddle stuff if you want to mention that. <laughs> yeah, um, just out of all those videonets, that makes sense. <laughs> if you're going to have something crazy... You might as well have Matt Riddle involved. Mm. <laughs> um, so I, I, and that you don't have to do anything really, uh, have him actually there because it is videotaped. Yeah. Um, for the, um, but yeah, it's like, dude, you gotta get over, oh, over all this stuff. You gotta put all this stuff out of your mind. You have even stuff that wasn't, doesn't exist in your time frame. Like the Spinner U.S. Championship. <laughs> um, yeah, that's weighing you down for no apparent reason. Look, we don't and, question Matt Riddle. <laughs> no, because he'll hurt your brain if you try. <laughs> um, which makes um, Randy Orton a saint for <laughs> to deal with him. Um, yeah, the so Riddle yeah. stuff really works with MSK. Um, I don't think I can say what MSK stands for on the radio, but like their characters do perfectly mesh um, pretty well, especially if you like followed their stuff as the Rascals before they came in. Um, Riddle as a shaman isn't a bad idea. Um, it's, I think, the first time in a while that we've had a character sort of appear on multiple for like a continued thing, not just like a one-off appearance. You know, the riddle, riddle as the shaman has been on a couple weeks now. I, I see him sticking around for a couple weeks more while still being an active competitor um, over on Raw and SmackDown. So we'll have to see, as you say, whether he makes a sort of physical appearance at any of their matches um, or if the tag team championships are going to be in MSK's future again or if they're just going to stay out of that picture for now dealing with their, their shaman. Yeah. So yeah, it, it should be fun to see where, where we go from here. And and then my final word before we sign off, Cora Jade defeated Dakota Kai, that's all. Uh, it's been great talking to you, we're all out of time. 
baby. You can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wrestling rnd up or our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash wrestling rnd up or our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling rnd up. And we'll see you next week. No talking about how my girl was. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.